Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Kefa for Spoilers. I am your host, JB, and I'm here with Abe and Steve, and we're going to be giving you our spoiler-filled thoughts on this third chapter within the Halloween saga. Now, this film has been highly anticipated by all slasher fans, especially by us on the panel here, and we finally got to see it. I've seen it three times at this point, and I can't wait to get into full spoilers on this movie. But first, Abe and Steve, thank you guys so much for joining me for this review. What's up? This is officially take six, by the way. Just want to <laughs> let the fans know that. <laughs> it's been the wildest first 10 minutes I've ever had on any recording. And if y'all know me, I've been on so many recordings. I've listened to so many recordings because of, as an editor. And holy shit. Oh, my God. <laughs> but it's good to be here, you guys. Good to drop this special review. As anyone who follows me on uh, Twitter knows, I've been watching a lot, a lot of horror content this month because I genuinely do love horror. And yo, know, Halloween series is one of my favorites. It's in my top five favorite horror franchises. Um, I, I do speak about my love for the paranormal and the supernatural, but slasher films were the OG horror. It's the way I was introduced to horror. So Chucky, Scream. Freddy, Jason, Halloween, like shout out to this. I'm really excited to be able to do this with my guys. JB, thank you for the opportunity. I'm just happy to be here. <laughs> As y'all know, I'm not a, I'm not huge on horror, but slashers and thrillers, I, I don't mind those. So, you know, I, I'm, I was hit some, hit some good kills in there too. So, <laughs> some very good kills. So, I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm into it. As long as you guys aren't doing something like, uh any kind of like the orphans or any kind of like exorcisms or something like that, then, then I won't be on those reviews, but these thriller ones, these slashers, I can, I can get to it. I can get with it. <laughs> Exorcist is my favorite horror movie of all time. See? Yeah. Insidious and stuff like that. I, yeah. Oh yeah. It's, just, yo, it's because ironically enough, honestly, slashers would be more believable because like, what's to stop me? I mean, look at history and whatnot. Serial killer slashers. That's, a very believable genre but apparently the paranormal and supernatural is what excites me the most because i'm like yeah nah that that shit i actually do believe that demonic possession yeah that drawn real that drawn yep. real for sure so it's just it, it it incites the fear in me a lot greater that's why i love them yeah man i absolutely love horror movies i love slashers like michael myers was my first slasher right and to this day Michael Myers is still the the only horror thing that creeps me the fuck out. Like, I'm never <laughs> scared, but Michael Myers unsettles me. I've had nightmares ever since I was young about Michael Myers. No one else, nothing else, nothing in the, the possession realm, nothing like that. But only Michael yeah. Myers makes his way into my nightmares. So I am a huge fan of this franchise and can't wait to talk about it. Yeah, big yeah, fact. It's because he's so like stiff and it seems like under his mask, it's like a stale face. So it's like his mask is such a stale face. It's, There's no it's, life. Yeah, it, yeah. It, 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 you know what you're getting. You're, <laughs> yeah. not, you're not here. There's no like, well, I mean, we have to talk about motivations and whatnot. But thanks to thanks to these current movies, those movies in the franchise technically don't count. They are no longer continuity, you know, like Halloween H2O, for example, and whatnot. Stop. But <laughs> <laughs> when you compare it to like Freddy, when you compare it to Jason, for me, those movies usually do well with the first three entries before they start to fall off. 
Freddie got a bit too ridiculous. I thought it was a definite. Ironically, Freddie creeped me out the most as someone oh, who, yeah? who loved to dream imaginative. It was like, yo, for someone to invade your dreams and you have no control, you think you're going, especially someone who had nightmares, it's like, yeah, that, that, that shit. Be, the feeling of a nightmare is very gripping. So Freddie, creepy as hell, especially since it's like, hey, don't think about him. And it's like, how the hell are you going to tell me not to think about Freddie? I said his name, so apparently he's on my body. Hey, Freddie's coming through. <laughs> and then with Jason, I was just like, yeah, as long as I don't go to that fucking camp, like, I ain't going to Camp Crystal Lake. Yeah, I never talk about Jason, dude. Like, never. <laughs> I still love Jason, though. I still love Jason. Don't get me wrong. Friday the 13th is also in my top five, um, mainly just because, uh, again, I think I've said this on a previous episode of some podcast. I forget which one I've said this on. I've been on so many. But trick question is someone actually who's the main antagonist of Friday the 13th. It is not Jason. I liked how the sequence, the camera work, how you never actually see any of the killings. It's just camera cuts to someone, ah, move on. And you're just like, yo, that that sense and that is a trope that is camera work that is very common with the halloween series especially early on i mean you know how you had uh the shape he'd just be standing behind the bush half hidden just staring at you you got the music the and oh the soundtrack for halloween is so Dude, so the good score it's perfect yeah. for what it is man you have it playing and you're like oh my god he's there you look back it's gone it's like that, wait <laughs> I love that piano that yo for real that piano like all right for all those who who may not be big horror fans the shape is like chopper if you watch one piece chopper just be how he's like gets so shy he starts hiding but it's like man you 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 have you like this this is how you hide it. I'm trying to you know you you like this showing all your body not really how to, that's the that's the shape right there man i'm like who you fooling and i i, I love i love that name the shape right like that nickname for him because there that is not a human being it's shaped like one but mm. that is not a human being it is the embodiment of fear and evil and i love that david gordon green and his entire team and john carpenter who has come back to help write an executive produce this series well he's not writing it but he's an executive producer like, it's good to see that he's involved in all of this. Mm -hmm. And you can see the deep-rooted connections from Halloween 2018 to Halloween Kills and 1978. So let's get into general thoughts. Steve, I want to start with you. What were your general thoughts on Halloween Kills? So some of my general thoughts, uh, I saw the the first one, well, the uh, one in 2018. I saw that one in Kuwait. So I saw that one like two or three times because they give us free uh, movie you can go to the movies and whenever you want to, and it's free. So it's like five showings at a time. You can go to whatever movie you want to. You can walk out of a movie, go to another one, and you can see it as many times as you want to. So I saw the first one a bunch of times. And so with this one going into it, I was just thinking like, oh, I'm actually into a, a slasher film like that for real, for real. And when I uh, initially, when I got into it, I was watching it and I was like, I love the fact that it still gives that authentic old school horror movie type feel. They definitely stuck true to it. I mean, it is set in 1978, but they like, they even give that old vibe with the film footage kind of feels old, things like that. And I, I, I really appreciate that. I don't think a lot of people that have been quote unquote hating on the movie and stuff like that, 
I don't think they're understanding those aspects that's coming into play in the movie. And like, even like with some of the deaths, they're not like super like realistic. They're kind of cheesy in some moments, but it, I think it's it's part of the bit. It's part of it being 1978. You know what I'm saying? And so it's a slasher, man. Like to some degree, there's a level of camp that you have to accept with slasher yeah. movies. You yeah. Know? yeah. That's why Big John and Little John is like one of my favorite parts of the whole movie. Like, there's <laughs> always like those characters that are just like really, really funny within the slasher. Mm. I love him, man. Yeah. So, so I, I really fucking I really enjoyed it. And then of course, you know what I'm saying? The 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 trailer had you ready for that firefighting sequence and it did not disappoint. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it did not disappoint. I know that uh it's polarizing. Some people don't think that it's cool that they're killing firefighters or whatever, but I'm like in slasher films, they kill police officers all the time. Nobody yeah, everyone murdered. gets murdered. Like get yeah. over it. <laughs> They the doctors par- get killed too. Like, hold on. Doc- doctors, paramedics, police teenagers get killed too. I mean, that, those were the OG victims. Wait, elder- we, we elderly people, all of that. But then, I guess firefighters have just never died in movies. I guess so. <laughs> so oh, I guess they just so. okay. <laughs> yeah, it's polarizing. I guess, but I that's I, dumb. I, I thought that shit was dope. So yeah. Hey, what about you, man? Um, I enjoyed this movie again. Thanks to the trailer, I knew we were going to get absolute carnage, and they had me excited because usually when it comes to slasher, the body count is limited. You don't have anybody out here killing like 20 plus people. I feel like if you honestly look at a slasher movie, the usual body count is somewhere in the 10, around 10, you know? Um, But this time you are actually like, bro, if I remember correctly, I counted at least over... 25 kills thanks to the beginning and definitely the end because i mean um, the, he killed like 12, 12 i think yeah, firefighters 12 the, <laughs> yeah 12 first responders and then yeah. when you think about the number of like townspeople you add them up i think that's another that might be close to 20 might have had racked up about 30 might have racked up about 30 yeah, but, we'd uh, have to do a kill count. I don't know, 30, yeah. maybe, definitely 20 for sure. Yeah, uh, def- yeah, definitely over 20 because he he killed five five at the park. Yeah, he killed yeah. five at the park because he got the kid. He did yeah, get he the got kid. the kid too, yeah. Yeah, he got the kid. Mm-hmm. So um, that right there was five, and then towards the end, that was definitely like minimum 10. So that puts Minimum. us off yeah, at you're like, right. that actually you're was right. like 29 right there. Yeah. <laughs> at, oh, at 27, shit. 29. Yeah, that's, 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 yeah. So we, we touch at 30, if not. Yeah, but, his kill um, count is higher than everybody's, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, honestly, easy. But it was just dope. I enjoyed this as, you know, the third entry of the, of, of the film. It kept things going and it sets up nicely. I, I like the approach. I know a lot of people are like, wow. This is reminiscent of Halloween 4, where you had the same um, idea. And I thought, you know what? That 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 plot line was unavoidable, in my opinion, for a series like this. The Shape has terrorized Haddonfield for four decades. For people to act like, oh, yeah, townspeople, they're not going to get involved or anything. It just doesn't make sense. It, it Like, <laughs> I get if you want to keep the scope uh, minimized to just a certain few people but it's been 40 years you know the the townspeople aren't stupid i'll take it a step further i think it's taking what they've done before finding the elements that did work and then bringing it into this continuity Mm -hmm. right 
because you have to remember he murdered three teenagers in the middle of the night and now he's back again murdering people you have to understand the implication of how the people of the town would feel about that right like yeah. he has spread fear this is a small town murders don't happen like that right and mm -hmm. then the shape shows up and he's murdering kids it's not like adults or like criminals are dying he's murdering kids right this this the spread of fear the spread of chaos not being able to to feel safe that's the influence of the shape that's something that i feel like you should explore in the movie so having the the town becoming like coming together and wanting to fight the shape that's also a town trying to defend itself you know what i mean they have to protect each other so i think it really really worked i i see the criticism i just don't agree with it yeah. yes I, and it's so, like you could never know who could be next it could be your child next it could be your family exactly so, so that, it's like, that's dude, why let's get it and exactly. then honestly and truly you got to respect it if one of their kids or teenagers was the ones that's dead you're gonna want revenge like that all makes sense to me yeah. and and that's why i love how it tied in um with the 1978 with the og like saying yo while this is the third entry let us remind you why this is happening i mean what was it, the first 20 minutes just really set that up real well for us enjoyed it and overall i was satisfied with this film was it the best one of the entry? No, I still I still have 2018 version over this, but this is not as bad in my opinion as people make it to be. I think they were looking for the scope of uh, Michael's focus to be similar, to be singular. I think possibly the sequels that were that are now no longer continuity definitely influenced it because you kind of have an expectation already for for the shape and especially the Laurie Strode connection with the, which this movie has broken away from, and um, but yeah, overall I I enjoyed this film. I had a lot of fun with it. Yeah, same for all of the reasons you guys said, and we'll get into it when we get into the breakdown of the movie itself. But I absolutely love this movie. Uh, a couple other criticisms that I saw was people expected a little bit more in terms of like in terms of closure. And it's like, well, you're putting that expectation on, onto yourself, right? Because you knew that this was the middle movie of a trilogy. You're not going to get the closure with Laurie and the shape that you want because that's going to happen in Halloween Ends, right? That's where the story wraps up. And what I think this film does really, really well is fill out the lore. Like you already said, Abe, like it perfectly connects us to the 1978 movie and to 2018 because 2018 told us where Michael ended up, but we don't know how he ended up back at this mental hospital, right? This film takes the time to show us exactly what happened, the new the new ending to Halloween 1, right? I thought that was really, really unique to add in a new ending because I was satisfied with what we had already, right? But for them to go back, and then like Steve was saying, for them to film it like it's the 1978 movie, it made it fit in even better. So they've created this new ending for the 1978 movie that further connects this world together. And I love it, man. Like, again, you can tell that the writers really care about this universe. They can, you can tell that they really care about the shape and they can, they focus on how terrifying he is. We talked about the, the firefighter fight. 
there's so many scenes where you can only see a silhouette of him and that's mm-hmm. how you see the shape it's it's just the shape of a man mm-hmm. and it's just darkness pure darkness right it's just the camera work and the cinematography is just incredible we'll, we'll get into it so mm-hmm. let's start off with the beginning of the film and much like Steve, and we were talking about this behind the scenes, I expected the movie to start off exactly where it ended yeah. in Halloween 2018 with the firefighters heading to the building. But this was brilliant. We get the scene with Cameron. He calls. He's trying to call Oscar. We know Oscar's not going to pick up because he's very, very dead. dead. <laughs> and then he sees Officer Hawkins on the floor, goes to find him, and then we get the flashback sequence. So I'll start off with you, Abe. Were you surprised to see Hawkins still alive? And what did you think about them opening the film like this? Absolutely, because I'm like, hold on, <laughs> sir, <laughs> you are bleeding. You've been bleeding out for a, a good minute. You should be dead, dead. But then I thought it was um, ideal, given that we then go into the flashback and we go into Hawkins' um, connection to the shape and why, again, so from here, this is where people who are familiar with Halloween have followed it. It was always the connection that Laurie Strode was Michael's sibling, which is why Michael kept coming back and whatnot. But I think what this set up was like, yeah, we don't need to include that. We'll just iterate like, yo, this man, I mean, Hawkins himself said it on, um, uh, later in the movie, he's like, he didn't come there for Laurie. Like everybody was so obsessed, like he was going to come for Laurie. And of course, because that's them paying homage to the to the old reason that hey yeah that's his blood of uh, blood relation of course he's hunting them down. This one with Hawkins was like yo, he he always went to that damn room and I always wondered why, you know uh, this flashback, I had a chance to to really end the shape before it became what it would become later in the um, movie that when we had that discussion between Laurie and Hawkins. But we see how he was just frightened, how he accidentally killed his his uh, partner, how he prevented Dr. Loomis from ending the shape. And you got to remember, Dr. Loomis was always about ending that man. He did not want the shape to be alive. But Hawkins was like, actually, he's not responsible for this officer, this guilt that he was feeling. He's not responsible for this officer's death. When Loomis was asking, did he kill? Did Michael kill? It's like, well, technically, no, he, he did it. It was, it was the police officer himself. And how that moment of human weakness, of guilt, of killing someone you know, he blamed himself for it. He blamed himself. And I thought, okay, it's, I get why he's alive. I get how it explains the idea and the quote that we get later. And yo, shout out to JB when you tweeted your review, the official Halloween Kills account gave the perfect response every time he kills he transcends this is why there was a moment to stop that from happening even dr loomis knew it but hawkins stopped it and so we needed hawkins to be alive i'm glad they with this the beginning sequence it made it clear this is about him killing and transcending him like you mentioned being the shape an entity he is no longer human that's what they were trying to stress with this film with the dialogue, even Laurie was like, he is not human. You know, you can't kill him by conventional means, with brutal means. He is, an, he's evil incarnate. And that's why I also love the thing about him constantly going to the bedroom, 
window and staring out upon the town. It's yep. like it's just evil looking out upon you. Yeah, it's not the, the idea. Oh my goodness! The, the other great. thing, like I, I love that they removed it. Like you were saying, Abe, they removed the relationship between him and Lori mm-hmm. because it mystifies the shape even more. Mm-hmm. He's not mm-hmm. motivated by mortal means. Mm-hmm. This is an unstoppable killing machine that is the embodiment of fear and evil. Mm-hmm. And the only thing he wants is to cease all life. Mm-hmm. Period. That's it. There is no, oh, I killed my family and I want to continue doing that. No, mm-hmm. he is a killing machine and anything caught in its path will be destroyed. So I love that. I love that change. Yeah. And again, switching up the ending of that movie made it even more interesting man so absolutely loved it what about you steve yeah like so early on when that uh that intro i was so when i when i started the movie obviously i wasn't watching it like everybody else was conventionally <laughs> so I, I had to find it and every time i was watching it i was like this ain't the right movie and i would go to a different stream so then i finally just let it sit for a minute and i was like oh okay this is this is the right movie and I'm watching it and I'm like, oh, this is really brilliant because they, they do the flashback with the police officer, like you said, and he he shoots him in the neck and you're like, oh, snap. Like, you know what I'm saying? That ending is just way different. And I mean, and it's just like, they give you that flashback. They give you that moment for you to like, kind of like soak it all in because they, they're letting you know that this is what this movie is going to, they're going to do a couple callbacks to this actual scene happening and everything like that. Um, and then I was super, like you said, I was shocked that Hawkins was alive when he like, you know, when he's like gets over him and he kind of puts his hand on him and then he, he gasped and you know what I'm saying? He's like, Oh, well, stay with me, stay with me and stuff like that. I was shocked. I was like, Oh, okay. I was like, that's, <laughs> I was like, now, you yeah, know what I'm saying? He definitely should have bled out, but whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He, it's a horror movie. Neck, from the neck. That's an artery, right? <laughs> there's definitely. <laughs> there's definitely a vein right there that uh will bleed you out but i definitely <laughs> i definitely was like oh, okay cool you know what i'm saying cool uh <laughs> and um but like just the opening sequence was just really good and then you get to what we all were waiting for in a sense uh the firefighter scene <laughs> and so yeah, so um, I want to talk about the bar sequence first. So I really like the bar sequence mm-hmm. because it shows us the survivors, right? And again, mm-hmm. this was another really brilliant way to connect this movie to 1978. We actually got to get to see the survivors from that night. We got to see uh, Lonnie. We got to see uh, Marion Chambers, which was mm-hmm. the nurse from the beginning of the first movie that mm. barely escaped with her life. Yeah. You got Tommy Doyle, Lindsay Wallace, who were there with Laurie at the end of the first movie. Like this kind of lore, this kind of connection with these movies, it makes it so much better, man. And it, they're really filling out this universe, which is something that I feel like a lot of slashers fail to do at times and which is what Halloween is taking the advantage of right now like actually filling out the universe to where it's not just isolated to a couple people this is an entire town and if this evil had to leave Haddonfield can you imagine the carnage that would that would happen so it was great to see the survivors at the bar and we also got to see uh, the the black couple that's dressed like the nurse and surgeon. I I didn't think we would ever see them again, 
And mm. man, we know why they were back. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, it was, uh, yeah, I definitely enjoyed that. Um, Leah, like you mentioned, uh, just to speak on that for a little bit longer, um, again, that, that sequence was so important and it made so much sense why we got the mob mentality. Again, people may look towards Halloween 4, be like, we've seen this already. It, it didn't work out. It was kind of stupid. Well, now this was better set up, in my opinion. Um, you you have them all just reminiscing, and it's like, yes. As you pointed out, JB, look at all the survivors who were here. There were survivors from the 1978 movie. They are still alive. They are just not forgotten. And then on top of that, it was so humorous when they were like, hey, uh, could you keep it down? We'll try to watch the talent show. I'm like, y'all don't know who that is. <laughs> y'all don't know who the fuck these people are. <laughs> you better respect your elders. You feel me? <laughs> And I just thought the whole thing was hilarious. I said, okay, so we're going we're gonna to get some some fun here. And uh and yeah, then we get to the firefighter sequence and whew. yeah, yeah. Let, let's get it. Abe, speak on it, man. Like this firefighter Holy. sequence was amazing. Cause let me set it up. So from Halloween 2018, when that movie ended, we all speculated, well, how the fuck does Michael survive the fire? Right? We know that the firefighters are coming, but how does he survive long enough? to get out when the firefighters get there, right? And then we realize that he hid himself inside of the gun cage that was in the basement. Now, we know that the shape isn't human, so he's able to breathe in those fumes a lot longer than anyone else. And then he just fucking brutally stabs <laughs> that firefighter in the face with the axe, the and then carnage ensues. But Abe, kick it off, man. Dog, I mean, my man is heading to the house. I'm like, my you're going to die. You're going to die. And I'm like, wait, where Michael? I'm like, yeah, he's he below. How you gonna, how, he, how does he end up there? Falls through the floor. I'm like, yeah, my nigga, you're going to be dead. And what happens? Pickaxe. You see Mike pick up the... And, and I'm like, oh, he ready. Kill the, kill the firefighter. Bam, smoky. Another firefighter comes in. Like, hey, hey, give me your hand. Give me your hand. I'm like, hmm. I'm expecting that hand to be gone. Gets pulled down, wraps. Next thing you know, comes out the fire. Everybody's getting ready to come in. Like, yo, we don't hear it from anybody. Let's let's get ready. Comes out with the pickaxe. He adjusts his hand, and I'm like, oh, it's about to be a goddamn clinic. And everybody else, the firefighters, they're not like, oh, my gosh. They're like, oh, <laughs> we ready, boy? <laughs> we ready. He's like, oh, this is Sparta. And, and who, is the, who is the goofy that decide? oh, let me spray him with water? <laughs> no, I mean, but that should have worked, though. <laughs> yeah, a hose at, at, a hose at full pressure? Yeah. I should've. mean... But that it didn't even look like there was. Yeah, it didn't look like it was. Yeah. It was like, I mean, that's how badass the shape is. It's like, what is it? the shape? Is just like, boy, this feels like a sprinkles. Stab, boom, and the way that the act, the camera work as he's killing, like we're getting three D perspective. Then we're just getting quick. Who, when he stabbed old boy with pick and lift him up in the air, I was like. That's, that's one of the scenes where it's like, it's just the silhouette of him. You can't see his body, his face. It's just the shape of a man. Oh, God, bro. It was it was phenomenal. And I'm like, yo, <laughs> bro, if these folks are getting brutalized like this, I know when the mob decide, when the citizens decide to get it popping, I'm not, put, put some respect on the shape's name. 
that's really what I wanted to stress so much. I'm like, look, dog, y'all don't understand what y'all gotten yourselves into. This man is not any. I'm going to keep harping on this all review. This is not like the older films where we had his motivation being, hey, I need to go kill my younger sister and any descendants. This is to show you that I am just evil. Anybody who comes across me will die. I am here. And not even that. I'm just, I'm just here to kill. Like, on my way to the crib, I'm just here to kill. Because after the firefighter sequence, we get the couple at home. For no reason. My man just kills old man. And I love how it was. He's like, let me fly my drone. <laughs> oh, I got into. Before we get there, garage. I want to get. I want to get one of. Uh, I want to get Steve's Definitely. favorite kill. I, from I, the I just get fight. so excited. Oh man! <laughs> oh, the favorite kill is the chainsaw, right? <laughs> oh man, dog! <laughs> like, My man was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna get you." And bro, he like, had it cranked ah! up the entire time. I'm yeah. like, "Why weren't you putting in work? Why everybody else is not?" <laughs> right? Like, what were you doing? I'm the last man standing. Okay, let me try it out now. No, at this point, I'm <laughs> dropping that shit and running. Like, like, if, I can understand if he caught him off guard and he was going to do it with everybody else and then died amongst them. That makes sense. But when you're the last man standing, all you got is this chainsaw. At this point, drop it and run as fast as you can and just hope that for the best. But uh, that, that was my favorite one. He turned it on him and I was like, you, he's super strong for somebody to have, for you to have a chainsaw in your hand and you're like coming at somebody and he kind of like effortlessly just turns it on you. I was just like, damn, you fucked. Yeah, man, <laughs> so. he's, he's inhumanly strong and the things he survives, they just don't make any fucking sense. But anyways, let's, so let's get to the, to the old couple, which were, they were pretty funny by the way. But yeah, they're, they're flying the drone and then the shape just throws it back at them and then brutally brutally murders them now shout out to the audio department because when he stabs the wife with the like the light bar bulb Mm -hmm. shit you can hear her choking on her own blood i'm like this is sick bro my man came in there like this oh my goodness i'm mad at you for this He's like, oh, what the fuck? <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, my God. See, just like this. <laughs> oh, that shit was so funny. I was like, I, I feel am your pain, mad buddy. you actually have that. <laughs> I was like, I feel your pain, man. I feel your pain. <laughs> Bro, it was yo, it was, and that was the thing. It's like, why do you have to kill this couple? Because that's what evil does. What does evil need a reason to be evil? Like, let's be real. And again, but, yeah, that's the that point. Light does evil need yeah. a reason? It's not about Lori. It's not about anyone. <laughs> like the way he, he she, she's panicking, trying to lock, the, trying to unlock the door, and he just standing there. And she's like, "Oh my god, I got a knife." What does he do? Looks at her, walks to the sink, pulls off the light, breaks it, looks at it, goes towards her, and just in the neck. And like you said, the sound effect, and you can just hear the squelching of of the skin being punctured, the blood oozing partly into the light bulb, spraying out her choking on it. So I brutal, was bro. like, bro, this kill is insane, dog. Like, you can hear it. You can feel it, bro. Oh, and then what did he do after that? She's still alive. Yeah, she's, she's still, still she's dying out. And, and then, what is he does? Just starts putting knives in this nigga's he's back. Like, oh, this, like, this knife not big enough. <laughs> no, this not and Because old boy <laughs> was still alive, too. Just dragged him. 
mm-hmm. laid him on a dinner, dinner dinner table, took every knife except one, and stabbed him. Picked yeah. up the last one, was like, "This, this the one. This, this is this is the knife." <laughs> and can, I'm like, "Yo, bro, this man is insane, insane." Like, yeah, oh my gosh, Extreme Carnage. That's if you love just. It was good. It was just good. It was <laughs> yeah, man. This is the first. This is the first act of the movie, and we're already at like fourteen kills. Like yeah. realistically, it's fucking crazy. Yeah. So, oh I, yeah, and... so we definitely had thirty because I forgot about including <laughs> yeah. these two on my count. Yeah, we definitely yeah. had thirty. Yeah. yeah, it's crazy. So next scene, we get uh, Cameron calls his dad to come pick him up, lets him know what happens with Hawkins, and then we get the sheriff at um at Laurie's house right now. How do you guys feel about the sheriff? The sheriff really annoys the shit out of me. Yeah. I I was annoyed with the fact that, like, they're all, like, kind of, like, rallying. The whole city, the whole town is rallying. We're going to we're gonna go take him out. This is my town. Like, I was, he's like, I, I'm the law and all this other. And I'm like, bro, just, like, at this point, like, you guys have failed. Like they said, you failed over and over. Rally behind them. All the all the cops in the town. Everybody is doing it. Like at this point, you have no like you have no control over the situation. Rally behind your your city, man. And that, that was very annoying to me. Like just him just trying to be that one guy just pushing against the grain and going against the grain when he's going going ballistic on the town. Like he's going completely ballistic on the town, and you're the only one going against the grain. I, I've always hated Boy Scouts. I hate, uh-huh. <laughs> I hate, I hate Superman. I hate Captain America, Leonardo from Ninja Turtles. I, I, I hate all of them. Like I hate Boy Scout, Cyclops. Like so, it's just he gave me that Boy Scout feel again. Even though like I did like Winter Soldier, so that's the only Captain America I'll, I'll go with. But I just don't, I just don't like that do the right thing person in the in the story. And he's he was giving that vibe, and I was like. Move, man. Just move. <laughs> like, get out of their way. For me, I found him annoying in the beginning, but then he served his role well. And and it's for the exact reason why you guys find him annoying, too, because he was this, like, Boy Scout nature. He was trying to be their conscious, their moral compass in the sense of, like, when later, when, as when we get into the whole mob mentality, he was like, yo, we have to keep this organized. This panic cannot ensue. Like, we can't have people he's right. freaking out because it's going to lead to more. And yeah, he's right. And what's annoying about that is that if you were in those shoes, you'd be like, yo, we gotta, we gotta go. Like, the mob mentality made sense. I'm not about to sit here and be like, yes, I would never do that. In the heat of the moment, mob mentality always ensues. You just get caught up in the fever and whatnot, and this is what happened. But the sheriff was trying to keep control. But unfortunately for you, sheriff, these people are fed up, especially when they when they look at you like, yo, you don't understand really what we've been through. Like, <laughs> for 40 years. Yeah, you I mean, can't Realistically, us. when they found out that Michael was loose, he didn't make any like announcements to the town. He failed there. Mm-hmm. And then to, in my opinion, he fails again in that moment because <laughs> you do get behind the people while also keeping control. Look, yes. we will deputize a bunch of people in the town. We find him together, but the police takes care of it in the end. That's what he was supposed to do, but he doesn't really do that. But I yeah. mean, that could be in the writing too, you know? Yeah. So, uh, I again, while he was annoying, I appreciated his role as a moral compass. 
Um, but it's just like, dog, like every, both of you said, and most people said, you failed. You failed the town as your role as a sheriff. Mm -hmm. You failed just understanding exactly. And this is not just your failure. This is everyone's failure for not understanding that this is not someone you can just kill. Because at some point, you got to realize, yo, it's been 40 years. Like, we've done burned this man alive. We've done shot him. We've done stabbed him. Like, at what point do you realize, like, man, this is just darkness. This is just evil. You feel me? And so um, I, I didn't hate his character. I didn't find him as annoying as, as others have been. And that's, that's the other thing, right? The other thing that makes this all interesting is that we as people tend to glorify serial killers, right? So this mm -hmm. is just another case of that where we glorify a serial killer and a sheriff, a police officer, doesn't see, doesn't see him as anything but a serial killer, right? He's just a man that has happened to kill a bunch of people, but he's still a man and the police should be able to do it. He doesn't get it. So I love that duality between the people that understand that this is pure evil that cannot just be killed and the police can't do anything versus those people who want to believe that, much like Karen. Mm -hmm. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Oh, thank yeah. goodness, what happens to Karen? It was very pleasing. God, I, 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 fucking, I fucking hate Karen. And, and that's the thing, right? We're supposed to and not supposed to at the same time because I appreciate the Karen character because... She is the vehicle to show us what Lori's trauma is capable of, right? Due to mm -hmm. her trauma, this is what she did to her daughter. This is how she spent her entire life. So Karen is a product of that, and we needed to see that in order to understand the mentality of Lori. She's still really mm -hmm. fucking annoying, though. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And that's the one thing that all the movies had in common, was that Lori was so fucked up. I mean... Even in the in the old continuity, she became an alcoholic. She still had um, was estranged from her family and whatnot. And you still had that sense with this new reboot. We are at con, and like you said, JB, you said it very well. This is to show the consequences. We need to stress just how effed up because we have three generations of strodes right now. We see how this this. Shape the shape. We've seen how the shape has impacted each and every single generation. It really puts it home. Like, yo, this is an evil that has terrorized not just the Stroll family, but later, especially when we get the uh, the conversation between Karen and her daughter, like how her daughter's like, nah, he took away dad, and oh. even other people were like, no, uh, her boyfriend when talking to Karen is like. He 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 terrorized my family too. Like my family's been affected. My family's been brought in. We have to fight. Yep. I was like, yo, this movie is just doing a good job of stressing that. And maybe people got fed up with it. And like, yes, of course we know. But at the same time, I mean, there's a lot of things that you're that audience is supposed to know, and y'all be over. You know, and, I don't. And the blame thing it. is, the thing is, this is a new continuity. So the things that you know don't exist in this universe. Yeah. So yeah, they yeah, have exactly. to be told. Like they have to mm -hmm. be retold. So let's so let's get to let's get to the bar sequence where we um we finally get the big announcement. Everyone's getting the news blurb that the the prisoners have escaped. There's murders that are happening around Haddonfield again. And then we realize that it's the other escaped patient from the hospital that was inside of the couple's car. So 
did you guys think it was Michael too, or did you think it was someone else? No, no. The no. reason why I didn't think it was Michael was because when she was in the car and she looked back, she would have been dead. Yeah. <laughs> so Ain't no way she would have been able to look back and then run. Nah, yeah, nah, nah. Yeah. Been that was when I was like, okay, it's not Michael. <laughs> for sure, for sure. And then when he took off driving, I was like, why would he run? Yeah. <laughs> like, he's not running for nobody. So I just, I didn't think it was Michael. Yeah, me neither. Um, The way I viewed it was like, look, I, I'll say this. I wasn't, I didn't really care for the inclusion of the two escape um, uh, asylum patients, but I understood the role later on in the movie. But I was like, yeah, that's definitely not Michael because Shorty would have been dead. Two, Michael wouldn't need to drive a car. Michael, man, Michael will just, you can run however far you want. Michael will still catch you just by walking as slowly as he does. You know, the shape will always follow and find. He's constantly moving. So, and yeah, yeah. like people don't understand. Like people be like, he's moving so slow. How can he catch you? Well, there's times where you just decide you want to sit down. Oh, I got away. And he's, that's constant movement where he's just constantly coming at you and you're not even thinking about it. So like. You get tired. He doesn't. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He's just going. And he's not like sprinting or anything. You. You decide you want to hide for 10 seconds or creep around something, that's 10 seconds of him just walking straight towards you. Like that, that that's how he catches you or whatever. So I, I was never thinking like, you know what I'm saying, that was him in this car. I was like, oh, he would have just got out of the car if he was in the car and he would have went to work right then and there. So exactly. Yeah. I, I like the inclusion of this character because based on what we got later on in the film, it just shows that due to the hysteria and the fear that the the shape gives to this town, they're not even thinking logically, right? They can't even see that this is a mental patient that actually needs help. And instead, mm. all they can see is a target that they want to kill. You know what I mean? So mm. that was really, really important to me. And I really, really like that scene. So let's talk about, uh, let's jump to the Myers house. This is the first time that we've seen the Myers house in this continuity, right? So at the Myers house, this is where we meet Big John and Little John. <laughs> so Steve, I want to start with you. Uh, what did you think of Big John and Little John and the way they were able to to scare the kids? I thought it was pretty funny. And then they, I thought I, I liked their, like, the comedic value that they bring, their, their dynamic. And then um, the fact that they're scaring the kids was basically like, do you know who house this is? And stuff like that. So I thought that was pretty dope. Um, the kids he were hilarious. His sister to death in the tits. <laughs> yeah, in the tits, yeah. I thought it was hilarious the way the kids tried to prank them too because like with the whole razor blade candy thing and then when the door closed behind them, I was like, oh, Michael Myers is about to fuck everybody up. That's what I was thinking. I was like, Michael about to fuck them up. And then you find out that they were playing a prank within itself. And I was like, oh, okay, cool, or whatever. Yeah, but, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, I just, I love the fact that they were really fucking with the kids back because it was like, all right, you're going to fuck with us. Like, they didn't care that they were kids and they could ruin a day with nightmares and stuff like that. They was like, no, nah, no, nah, fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you're going to mess with us, we're going to mess with y'all, and y'all parents can take care of that later. <laughs> like, they have to deal with your nightmares and stuff. I thought that was funny, yeah, this is just like not y'all running into strangers' homes to steal all their candy on Halloween night. And then the size that they were hitting them with, I was like, yeah, you know what, Big John, Little John, you need to scare the hell out of them. Um, I thought they were hilarious. I thought it was, 
they 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 added to the enjoyment of the film for sure um <laughs> it was a great prank by the kids don't get me wrong it's like oh my gosh it was razor blades and the candy and it's like yo because that was a thing back then too yeah it's just like yo this is crazy and i'm like yo big john little john y'all out here harming kids and it's like nah they clearly <laughs> right. wouldn't do that and it's just like door closed i'm like yo mike is there mike is in the house y'all if y'all motherfuckers go back in there y'all are Dead. Yeah, coming out. <laughs> <laughs> the kids come out. I got all the candy, bitches. I stole all your candy, and I'm like, I'd be annoyed as hell, and I would threaten y'all if I was an adult. But Body as a kid, style. I gotta respect the hustle. As right? a kid, yeah, yeah. As a kid, it's like, oh, that was a good prank. Mm, yeah. Pretty good. If I was, if I was Big John, Little John, though, that kid gets body slammed. Give me my, <laughs> give me my fucking candy. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so I I love them. Uh, they're really really funny. Michael McDonald, I, I I've always thought he was funny. Uh, he was on Mad TV. He's been on SNL. Love Michael McDonald. Uh, Big John is played by Scott MacArthur. He's also really really funny. Uh, if you've seen Superstore, he's been on that too. Oh he's, yeah yeah he's yeah. Okay, funny. I I've definitely seen Superstore. So I, I was wondering if he looked why he looked familiar. I couldn't figure it out. Yeah, he was in that episode um, where he would buy something and then try to return it with a bunch of rocks in it. And then uh, <laughs> Dina caught him and then they had this like weird sexual tension. It was really funny. Dina's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, Dina's my favorite on the show. But yeah, man, I I, I love the I love that sequence. Yeah, it was it was a decent it was a decent prank because that would have scared the shit out of me, right? Like mm-hmm. For that would have sure. scared the shit out of me. So let's move and on then- to go ahead. I was about to say, even like with the, like they they played it up. They were like, she threw it up and like they had like the fake throw up on the side. And I, I was like, oh man, this is like crazy. And I was like, with that, because I think like in the 70s, that was like a thing where they were putting razor blades and candy for some reason and doing stuff. So I was like, oh, this really happened. Like, you know what I'm saying? They think that they got it from them, but it might have been from one of the other houses down the street or something like that. So I, I actually thought that was a good way. <laughs> Yeah, it was really, really funny. So let's move on. Um, we're going to go back to the hospital. Karen and Allison are being interviewed by the police. And this is where the sheriff tells Karen, yay, no, sorry, no one told you, but Michael's still alive. He's still terrorizing. So I thought I thought that was really, really cool. Love that scene. And Cameron came to the hospital trying to get Allison because him, Tommy Doyle, his father, Lonnie, they're all trying to gather people to track down the shape. And this is the beginning of the hysteria. This is the beginning of where things start to go really, really crazy for the people of Haddonfield. So Abe, I want to start with you. What did you think about, because what did you think about the hospital sequence right there? With the hospital sequence, I uh, it goes back to what we said earlier about the way that each generation of stroke women have been affected. And when we find out the news, when Karen finds out the news, it's so funny that her name is Karen too. Honestly, in this day and age, yeah, because <laughs> she she did behave like a Karen yeah, too, she's low so key, annoying. up until up until towards the end, where it was like, "Hey, go for you." Well, not the end, close to the end, and then the final sequence. I was like, "Yeah, now nah, you gotta get out the tank." But um, I I I knew I knew in my bones she was not gonna share that information with Lori, and I knew that. She just, she was still in disbelief even after everything she's faced and encountered because she didn't understand 
that, yo, this is not just a mortal man. And it was like, ah, Lori gets it. Her daughter doesn't get it. Mm-hmm. Her daughter, like, in Halloween, the 2018 version, never got it. You thought she would get it by now. She still doesn't get it. And it's just like, all right. And then you see the... We'll just Montana. wait for the police. Yeah. You it's can't like, do anything. <laughs> like, I mean, you witnessed firsthand. Like... You're getting shot. Stuff, he so. murdered your husband, folded him like laundry, and put him in the closet. They're not stopping him. Yeah. <laughs> like, you burned him alive. The house is aflame. There is no way a mere person, a mere mortal can survive that. You know. And you hear, like, oh, yeah, nah, he alive, and he killed the first responders? And you're like, yeah, let the police have- Come on, shorty. <laughs> Come on. So I was frustrated with her, obviously. Um, and then I started to like the, the, the just the panic, the panic, the chaos in the hospital as as they're bringing in bodies, as as people are trying to figure out where their family members are. Because, all right, the movie started by reconnecting back to 1978 Halloween. Mm-hmm. This hospital sequence stressed and reminded us the events of Halloween 2018. And I appreciated that, that it was tying everything together to be like, yo, this is the third movie. This is direct sequel to all the things. All that stuff that happened matters. And we are showing you the consequences of it. And so you have people just panic. Like that old lady, when she comes, where's my son? Where's my son? You know, she's looking for her son who, well, you know, that man was homie who was on the, on the gate. (laughs) On the gate. That was also an effed up way to die. I'm like, yo, yeah, Michael, you ain't have to do that to him back in Halloween <laughs> 2018. You ain't have to do that, but we get it. But I think something that we also forget is that this is the same night as Halloween 2018. Like, it's not like days later, years later. No, this is this is direct continuation, which is also what I liked about the Halloween films, even mm-hmm. the ones that are no longer part of continuity, is that they picked up exactly where the movie left off. Mm-hmm. You know, oftentimes when you get sequels, it's like, all right, some time has passed. You know, well, now we're dealing with a resurgence. Like, no, 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 this is the same night. We're showing you that all of this, this is a long-ass night. <laughs> this is a long-ass night for everybody. And so I appreciated just the chaos that was ensuing, the confusion, the constant panic, the heartache, just the people in pain, the people just not sure what's going on because not everybody, people are hearing about it because you saw everybody's phones start going off and whatnot and i was like hey yo lori's definitely about to find out now but you know lori old school she probably doesn't have a phone but there's no way she doesn't find out from everybody like yo what's going on all right we're about to get people together mob it it just it did a good job of combining the mindset of people in this day and age and the use of social media through it too and i appreciated that because there's some movies that when they try to modernize themselves it doesn't hit Mm -hmm. i'm looking at you chucky 2019 um (laughs) (laughs) and it's just like y'all don't understand the assignment but here you use the social media to be like yo spread of information can grow faster because that's another thing too it's like how can michael always kill these people and nobody knows right and when you go back to og movies like nobody's calling calling auntie cheryl from across the way no one's calling Old man Joe be like, yo, stay inside. None of that is happening. But people are getting notifications. They're like, yo, text message, like, yo, bro, this killing's going on. It, it, it's, it's happening again. 
yo, I think when we get to it, evil dies tonight. Evil dies tonight. Mm. Evil dies tonight. Which I love, Y'all and a lot of people, understand. a lot of people don't like that. You know, Bro. it's like it, it, it's it fits in so well, and like you're saying, Abe, just to piggyback off of that just a little mm-hmm. bit, but this is more of the filmmakers showing that Haddonfield is bigger than just a couple victims. It is the entire town that's affected by this evil. So it's very important Mm -hmm. to show all of this. And like you were saying, uh, the scene right after this, after everyone's recruited, Tommy's going around trying to get people to come with him. And um, Lonnie, Cameron, and Allison, they're driving around telling people to go inside of their homes, hide, it's not safe. It feels like a community. It feels so much bigger than like one street or two streets that Michael happens to be on. It's mm. all of Haddonfield on high alert. So I absolutely love it. So let's get to the park scene. <laughs> let's get to this park scene. This park scene is fucking crazy. And Steven, I want to start with you. What were some of your favorite moments from the park scene? Uh, the funniest one was it had to be when um, the nurse is walking up to the car shooting. She's missing like crazy. But he kicks the door and it's like, and she shoots herself in the face. I was like, what the fuck? (laughs) That was probably one of my favorite. Um, What else happens in this scene? So there's uh, the other, the the nurse or whatever, the guy in the nurse's costume, he stabs him in like the eye or the neck. Yeah, he stabs him in the eye, in the left eye. Oh, And he's like, oh, oh. And he starts to die. It's, It's hilarious the way he dies. Then um, the old lady, she's shooting and she's not counting her rounds as she's shooting. And she decides to talk shit when she's face to face with him, thinking that like, oh, this is the time to talk shit. And she shoots and of course she doesn't have another round in and then she gets destroyed. And I was just like, man, this is, that whole scene was just like beautiful. The whole, like basically the car deaths were the best part for me for this yeah. park scene. It's crazy, right? The first time she sees Michael, she's in a car. The second time that she sees him, she's in a car. This time she dies. And Mm -hmm. he brutally, brutally fucking stabs her. That Mm -hmm. was fucking crazy. Him stabbing the nurse, like you were saying, Steve, him kicking the door and making the woman (laughs) in the nurse costume shoot herself in the face. I was like, oh, shit. I lost it. I lost it. I lost it. I was watching. I was like, oh, because first of all, you, you, she didn't really know how to handle a gun because she's just shooting and she doesn't have control. The gun is a strong one. Yeah, missing. And then she's like, oh, and I was, oh, I said, Michael, you ain't have to do that. Why are you disrespectful like that? (laughs) Like, I'd rather you had killed her yourself. This is embarrassing because does she count technically as a body count for him? Like, I don't know because she killed herself. Like, technically, I I mean, (laughs) I'm just like, shorty, why was yo, why was you holding the gun that loose for it to turn? To turn around, it looked like freaking on rush hour when Jackie Chan takes the gun from him and he (laughs) that's what it looked like. Absolutely, dog. It was ridiculous. And so I'm just like, bro, but that that whole park sequence was intense because they are in the car and she just starts firing off and it's like shorty, relax. Like, not you shooting at the doors, and I'm thinking, all right, which one of you is gonna get dragged through a window? Because at this point. All the windows are getting shot out, so you are not helping the situation by just panicking and shooting all willy nilly. Yeah, and I'm of like, course, don't lock the doors. Like, no, why would you get out? out. <laughs> He's on top. Get out. <laughs> like, like, excuse me. And so, bro, the way that he grabbed her, and I'm like, dog. Honestly, when he grabbed Shorty, 
I would have been like, this is my time to run out the car and run away. But Mans was like in the in the doctor office, he's like, ah, no, no, I'm going to help you. Rips, her hair gets ripped out. And I'm like, what do you think you're going to do? And not him when he does get a jar using his stethoscope to try to choke about yo the and way then michael, michael just looks at him like, him like what the fuck are you doing michael was like nigga the fuck is you doing you 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 really think you're doing something huh just that slow turn i'm like yeah you about to get fucked up dog fucked up and not your shorty I mean, your shorty had that shot. I don't even, I can't say she had the dignity because she went out on, She went, at least she went out on her own terms, by her own hand, you know? <laughs> uh, that saved it. It was quick and painless, at least for her. And I was just like, and then, of course, I forget her name, but the one who uh, who managed oh, to escape and run out. Um, Lindsay. What was, Lindsay. Lindsay hiding. I'm like, bro, Lindsay. First of all, I said, all right, we're running through the woods. I said, Lindsay, if you fall and hurt yourself, I am going to yell at my TV. Like, that's one of the tropes, horror tropes I hate the most is running through the woods. Oh, my God, I tripped my ankle. Especially when it's like you're running, but the killer is just walking. Yeah, just Not walking even speed really walking, slow. <laughs> just walking. And he's doing that, which allows you to run. And I'm like, it's stop looking back. Why do you keep looking back? Keep running forward. Because when you look back, of course you fall. She didn't fall. And she managed to hide herself. I'm like, oh. Okay, and I'm waiting. I'm thinking that at some point Michael's just gonna grab her by the head and pull her up or, and whatnot, or he's just gonna bash her head into the rocks. And she's just there, and she did the thing that is so smart that somehow other people in horror movies don't do. Shut the fuck up when you're trying to hide. <laughs> Not you like ah! like screaming or breathing loudly. It's just like <sighs> controlling your breath, trying not to make a noise. I'm like. Thank you. Thank you, Lindsay. I mean, you might die, but I appreciate you. And he's just scanning. He's scanning. I'm like, he's listening. I'm like, yo, he's trying to hear your breath. I'm like, there was like two instances where she made a bit too high of a pitch noise. And I'm like, and then he starts walking on the docks. And I'm like, oh, man, hopefully he doesn't look, turn and see her. And it's just that moment of fear of her not knowing like, yo, she might just die right now. Mm-hmm. Like, she is trying to outweigh and hope that he goes somewhere. I said, this is this is crazy. This is what Halloween is about. This is what the shape is about. This is what a good slasher is about. <laughs> Man. Yeah, I, I love that park sequence. And then just to continue on. So Lonnie, Cameron, Allison show up with Tommy Doyle. They're looking around. And Michael has posed the fucking body is like this dude is sick man he's absolutely sick the way he put uh the witch's mask yes. over marion and hung her on the swing bro like yes how he how he put the jack-o'-lantern on the on the nurse and he put the kids mask because let's not forget he did kill a kid and also all right you he know what the, yeah was, he put the kids mask on the nurse yeah this was my my issue those kids say like what are you gonna do kill us oh my gosh you gotta kill us but when lizzie tells you to run i'm like I'm like, who who raised, who are your parents? But I, I appreciated that because they went out of their way to tell you that they've been trying to forget that night mm-hmm. for the last 40 years. So yeah. those kids are even more sheltered than anything, right? Yeah. So it's like they don't know the horrors of the shape. Like it's beyond their generation. So 
which that made me think of the Nightmare on Elm Street stories because that's exactly what that town did with their kids and making them forget that Freddy ever existed, not because of Freddy's killing, but because of Freddy's origins and how and what they did. So I really appreciated that so much. And I was just like, bro. But yeah, the kids, I was like, all right, when they started running off, like, now you get it. Because your homie did. Bye. <laughs> it was just like, but it was good. Yeah, man. Love that. Love that scene. Like the park scene is so fucking dope. So we get back to uh, the Myers house. And this is where the shape kills Big John and Little John. Steve, what did you think about that scene? I am a fan of those kills where that thumb in the eyes. That's always like my most brutal, my favorite scene. Like <laughs> the mountain basically uh, is losing this fight, that, that, that uh, fight. And then he's basically getting cocky and he's standing over him. And then the mountain trips him up. And then he fucking thumbs his eye and then crushes his whole skull. Yeah. And those oh. those are two of my those are three of my favorite. Like I this just got added to it. Like I love the the thumb in the eye sequence. That's like my favorite kill, uh, or brutal kill in scene. So when it was going on, I was like, yeah, <laughs> I was like, I was really into that shit. Yeah, that so, was really like, fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What What did you think of the way um the shape killed Big John? Bro, dog. <laughs> That was vicious. <laughs> right? Not, just and 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 the way it looked, the sound. Again, you mentioned this earlier with um the killing of the old lady, the sound effects. You can hear the eyes just well, you can you hear, hear them hear. pop out. <laughs> yes, you can hear it. I'm like, my man, why you gotta do that? Why why did you just simply just slash his throat or stab him? We'll break his neck instead, just vicious, brutal. And it goes back to what you've been saying since the beginning, JB. This is evil incarnate. This is not a mortal man. This is evil. Evil does not have any boundaries when it comes to murder. None. You will die. There's, there's more than one way to die. There's definitely painful ways to die. And that's what this is all about, bringing that pain. And I was just like, damn, little John. You know, you 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 up out of here, my my home. You up out of here. Like <laughs> it sucks for you, it really does. And then, of course, when when Big John came through, and I'm like, yo, bro, good luck. I don't know what you're gonna do. It sucks that your man's was found like that, and immediately just slash it. I'm like, all right, you see, different techniques to kill. It, there's no one way for the shape to kill. And I was just, it was good. Unfortunately, they had to get up out the paint, but they served their purpose and they were they were definitely enjoyable characters. Yeah, man. I mean, the moment that you knew they were living in the Myers house, you knew they were going to die, right? There, there was no way <laughs> yeah, they were going to make it out living uh -huh. in Michael Myers' house. So this was one of my, one of the most influential sequences for me in the film. We get back to the hospital and this is where the, the people are starting to riot. Tommy Doyle is getting everyone together. The sheriff is trying to stop them from going after him. And this is where the other mental patient comes in. And he's just asking for help. He's asking for help. And all they do is see the clothes. It has to be Michael Myers. It has to be him. And then everyone chases him. And I do appreciate that Karen did try to save him. You know what I mean? She did try to do something because she knew that it wasn't him. So, Ava, I kind of want you to speak to just like what hysteria does to people and how it was displayed in this scene going after that patient. 
Yeah, so it was just a matter of, I mean, as as you saw, everybody's just fed up. They're all just fed up with Haddonfield, especially since people have been drinking tonight. And for it to happen again, look, it just makes sense for this mob mentality. Again, I, I look towards Halloween 4, the same thing happened there, right? So now we're getting the same thing happening here. And in this case, as mentioned, the hospital is already in chaos, already in chaos. And now you're saying, yo, we are going to stand for it and fight for our town. By all means, makes perfect sense. Makes perfect sense. That sense of vigilante justice makes perfect sense for a small town, right? And, and just when you're gripped with fear and hysteria, you don't think. You, you shoot first, ask questions later. That's, all, that's exactly how you are. And when that mental patient, that escaped convict is just there looking for help, just he's fragile, doesn't really speak, is, is hurt. He's looking at all the, the fear, just the chaos, and he himself is getting scared. Mm-hmm. He himself is getting panicked. He's just looking. It's just madness. Absolute <laughs> madness. And just because Lori looks towards him, or I believe it was Karen, just looks towards his direction, and is just kind of freaked out. It's like, oh, that's the escape. Someone, I think someone said that's the escape prisoner. And everybody's like, that's Michael. It has to be Michael. And they just start running. It's like, no. I mean, Lori's like, no, that's not Michael. And Karen's like, are you sure? No, it is not him. Because Lori said it in her conversation with Hawkins. I've seen his eyes. I took them out. I seen his face. Mm-hmm. And as she, because she was iterating, but when her, in her conversation with Hawkins, she was iterating like how, yo, this, this isn't man. This isn't immortal. This isn't just, we can't do this the conventional way. Meanwhile, the crowd itself thinks like, yes, you can, because they're also not understanding that this is evil, pure evil. Ironically, though, because they started evil dies tonight. Evil dies as if you can control that concept. Evil is a concept right. that is just abstract. You have no control over it. You cannot understand it. You cannot prepare for it. You cannot stop it. And when they start chasing this mental patient, I'm like, first of all, you think Michael Myers would run from y'all motherfuckers? Right. The really? audacity. You think he looked this hobbled and injured? <laughs> the odd, especially because the misconception thinking that, and I don't know whether this was like a, a shot at those films to be like, yeah, that idea was completely stupid. Because even Laurie herself, like, yeah, he's going to come to the hospital. He's going to come to the hospital. Because she also helped incite the fear, too. Let's not forget that. She helped she incite the fear by pushing that, yes, he is going to come here. And what did Hawkins say again that I mentioned earlier? Hawkins was like, he was brought to Lori by the other psychiatrist who I was glad when he died in the 2018 version. I was like, yeah, he was up. a means to an end. Yeah, he was a means to an end. It's like he brought, he wasn't, he had no intention of going there. He yeah. was brought to Lori. It's always been about the house. Right. And Lori herself didn't understand that just yet, despite the, the what she's been through. Mm-hmm. So when people are like, oh, yeah, he's going to come here. Oh, that's Michael. Yeah, because it looks, that person's not with us. We don't know who it is, the escape patient. Like, of course, it's Michael. And they're chasing him, and he's just running. And you can't help but feel sympathy for this guy. Yeah, It's like, forget why he was in a mental asylum. Forget what crimes he may have done, if he did any crimes. This is a very scared, 
fragile man who might not be 100% there in the sense of, like, maturity level. Yeah, he looks mm-hmm. mentally ill, which yeah. is why he was there, you know? Exactly. And and he's and you're chasing him. He's scared. He's running up the stairs, and everybody, just the madness as people are trampling each other. I mean, Lori's there, and she gets pushed out of the way by a... Like, yo! And she starts bleeding again. Yeah. yeah. When Karen's running up the stairs, yo, she gets pushed to the side by a doctor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, legit. And then a nurse and a, and a, tech, and a, a tactician, like, they fall down the steps, and I'm like, someone definitely broke their neck. Like, oh, yeah. Someone yeah. definitely broke their neck there. Again, the madness, everybody's just like, yo, we gotta go at them, we gotta go at them. Nobody has any sense of sense anymore. It was so well done, and I said, oh, man. And then leading up to when Karen is like, I know it wasn't you. For a moment, I was like, yo, the way they playing this is like, could it be Michael? Like, is it possible that she's about to turn that corner and bam, just dead? <laughs> But then you see that he's he's behind and he's breathing heavily. You hear him he breathing heavily, and he's panicked, and his hands show, and it's just like, man, you can't help but feel, feel sorry for him. And what does she do? She's like, stay here. I'm going to try to stop him. Locks both ends. And I thought it was beautiful. The moment where he's in, he's in the hallway, middle of the hallway, both sides, people banging at the door, trying to break it, and he's just looking back. He's just scared. He breaks the fire extinguisher door, pulls out the fire extinguisher. He's like, you think he's ready? And just the madness. He's just so, what does he do? He just wants to get away from it all. He, he breaks open, busts open the windows, climbs out, looks out, and falls to his death. And the way they made that scene, Lord have mercy, was that an ugly, ugly, terrifying scene. Mm-hmm. Just the carnage. And everybody's just looking. Everybody in the ground is like, oh, my God, what happened? Everybody above is like, wow, he jumped. And then it starts to dawn on people. That ain't him. <laughs> it starts to dawn on Even the uh, officer Brackett was like, that's yep. not Michael. It's like, how do you know? Tommy's like, how do you know? Have you seen his face? I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. Hysteria makes you, the logic goes all out the window. Exactly. Out the window. Oh, it was so well done. And I said, it's not just the killing, niggas. it's the fear. It's what mm-hmm. the shape does to everyone else. That's also the problem, dude. And JB, you stated that the shape represents not just evil, not just murder, but fear. Fear. Look, and what did Lori say? We are playing. This is what he wants. This is he. This is his masterpiece. Mm-hmm. This town-wide fear. Everybody is losing their shit. So much so they're killing each other. Mm-hmm. Because while that masturbation was killed, remember through the stampede, people were getting hurt and no one gave it gave a damn. Yep. It was oh my goodness, so beautifully done. Yeah, so man, well, so done. well done. Steve, what about you, man? What what do you think of the shape's ability to incite mass hysteria among the people, and then just how they treat how they treated this mental patient that was begging for help? I thought it was crazy. It just shows how powerful your 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 mind can be once it starts to get into a into a role of like we need to take care of this. You just get one track minded, and it's like. We're gonna kill him. We're gonna kill him. We're gonna kill. And you get into that mindset, and you're one track minded to a point where, like, all you can do is just be like, "This is him. Oh, that's him. Oh, that's him." And then everybody just rallied to it. That's him. Okay, we're gonna get him. And then not even like logically thinking. Like, you you hear Lori telling the crowd, "That's not him. 
but nobody cares. You know what I'm saying? Like they just keep going. They're pushing people out the way. They're pushing women. She starts to bleed. Like you said, the women are getting knocked over. People getting trampled. People knocking down the stairs. It's just, it's crazy. Just it just shows you like how the mind can be if you get once you get your mind set on something and you're not thinking clearly. That's how it can be. It's just pure chaos, and it is scary to a point where you think about it in reality as far as like real situations where even like with like some of the riots that we had earlier this year, how they were just, oh, we're going to the Capitol, boom. And then they just kept, it was like no, like no thoughts of repercussions. It was just, boom, exactly. we're doing it. So, and that's kind of how this was. It was like no thoughts of repercussions. We could die. This dude has killed all those first responders. He survived a fire. Like all these things that, have happened you know it's been reported but men you one track minded and it's like boom we're just gonna do it and it's like you're not even thinking about the fact that oh i could die or you know what i'm saying somebody that i love could die in this situation so i thought that that was crazy and then the way that they treated the dude i mean like i said like like abe said it's like you can see the fear in his eyes he's hobbled he's running from you like <laughs> oh, the shape is gonna run away from y'all niggas. He right. <laughs> and the, the fact that some of these people have encountered the shape or seen him from a distance, him do work. Does it look like this man hunchback and <laughs> is it, really the one that's been terrorizing you for 40 years? He didn't run, he didn't look hobbled. He looked like he's about six foot two, <laughs> <laughs> like where this dude looks like he's about five eight. <laughs> like there was things that were like clear indications that it wasn't him. But like I said, you get into that riot mode, you get into that one track mind of that's him. That's him. We're going to do this. Boom. And then that's how that situation plays out. And it, it just was, it was a terrible for me. I, I even was fearing for, even though we hate her, uh, the Karen, when she goes into the thing, cause I'm thinking like, maybe he is mentally. I was hoping and, she would have gotten trampled if I'm being honest. I thought the mental patient was going to murder. <laughs> I thought oh, she was nah. going to go in there and he was going to be like out of panic. You know what I'm saying? The first person that comes through the door, he stabs. You know what I'm saying? So that's what I was thinking. I was like, oh, shit, this is going to be interesting to see how it goes. So, but um, yeah, I just, I just really was like, it was one of those things where it's like some people are helpless. And just because of the way that your fear and your things are going, you're still like, you still like, you think that supersedes over someone else's helplessness, someone else's mental, uh, you know what I'm saying, trout that they're going through and things like that. So I, I don't think that, I think that played onto like a different, you know what I'm saying, side of society in general. Exactly, right? Like, look at all of the themes that this film is introducing. So mm. many different things. It's so much more than Michael's killing spree. It's his influence. Look at what he's doing. This innocent man killed himself because he didn't think there was any other way out to get away from these people when he was just begging for help. There's a lot more to this, and it's a lot that I that I appreciate. So while all of this is happening, Hawkins and Laurie are talking in the room, and Laurie is, is talking to, to Karen. She's like, She's like, what, maybe if I die, if, if, if I die with him, maybe that's the only way to kill him. And Hawkins is like, no, it's, it's not about you. Like you were saying, Abe, the, the doctor brought him there. It's not about mm -hmm. you. The only, we don't know why he kills, but the only thing we know is that when he's done, he goes home. And then we instantly get that cut 
to Lonnie, Cameron, and Allison about to go into the Myers house. And this, again, is where hysteria plays into everything because even Lonnie realizes, holy shit, I just brought my son to the belly of the beast. I brought mm -hmm. my child to the home of a mass, an unstoppable mass murderer. And this is where he asked them to wait in the car, but he shouldn't have gone in either. He should no. have called for backup and waited. You go in by yourself against the shape, bro. He's fucking crazy. So let's talk about that. Go ahead, Abe. Bro, 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 bro. First of all, first of all, all right. We got to go back to the beginning of the movie with something that really pissed me off because I was like, these kids are ugly as hell, first of all. And I hope that Michael kills them all. But if, I don't I don't remember if he did in 1978. But not Tommy being bullied by like, Gretchen and like <laughs> Gretel, like the the cavemen looking children, <laughs> like Lonnie, Lonnie, like like oh, they were some the... ugly ass kids. <laughs> oh, like their voices was annoying. I'm like Tom, like yo Michael, Michael, can I put in a request, baby? Can I? Please, can you hear me out? Can I put in a request? Get them kids, okay? You you know I'm just saying. So of course you know Lonnie. And that's why it was funny too. Earlier in the bar, he was just like, "Oh, I used to bust this kid's balls when he was balls when he was introducing Tom." I'm like, "Lonnie, you was bullied and whatnot. You you encountered the shape. He didn't kill you. He went to his house. Now all of a sudden, after uh, clearly you became a drunk. You're an alcoholic itself. You you are kind of pathetic. There's nothing about you that screams like, yes, you're you're a strong male figure who who can defend his family and whatnot." You really think you could take on Michael? What on what? After he took out what 11, 12 firefighters, you yeah, like <laughs> the odd honestly, like it, 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 it has to be the title of the episode, the audacity. Like, what, what is <laughs> wrong with y'all niggas? I said, You finna die. And then when the kids decided, like, yo, we go, I was like, Yeah, cool, y'all finna die. Yeah, and you're bro. Next. <laughs> Bro, first of all, okay, cool. We ain't see how daddy died. Oh, wait, first of all, where's our body count now? We're at, because we are at 11 or 12 yeah. with yeah, the we're, firefighters. Yeah, we're at 12 uh, with the firefighters. The, the old couple's four. 14. Oh, yeah, 14. Four at the park. So we're at Yeah, we, we got the, the nurse, her husband, Marion, and the kid. So that's 16. Then he doesn't kill again. On, oh, oh he big, killed, John, big John, little John. Little John. Yeah. yeah, so we're that's at 18. 18. Uh, Lonnie, we're at 19. Yeah. Bro. <laughs> Bro. Allison's boyfriend. <laughs> I was like, motherfucker, first of all, don't go, don't go into that room. Don't go into that motherfucking room. Why would, first of all, why would you leave your girl by herself, period? What is this you idea of splitting up? Back, bro. Right, like, <laughs> that never goes well. You, you see, well. not some white people shit. Yeah. <laughs> So the, it's like the Wahite okay. people. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Mayo monkeys, if, if you say so yourself. But you then see, look up, you, the blood is, there's blood drip. You look up, it's your, your dad got folded and just stuff like in the Folded. <laughs> Unnecessary. And then, bam, closet door opens. He starts walking at you, starts shooting. She's like, oh, my God, I hear him. He stands, starts stabbing. I'm, I'm like, yeah, you done. Yeah. But what did it? Was when <laughs> Michael saw Allison, he like, I got something for your ass. I'll be right back with you, okay? After I said, I'm going to be right back. You know what? Let me show you something. Took your boyfriend, shoved his head through the banister. Bam! Bam! 
Bam! Bam! Bam! And she's watching because what her dumb ass do? Break her leg, falling down the steps. Yeah. <laughs> Bro, you won't watch. And he's taking his time. He's I just mean, boom. He boom. did throw her down the stairs, to be fair. You know, I apologize. He threw Allison down the stairs, broke her leg. Unfortunately, she's watching. He's like, watch this show. It's just fucking him up. And he's still alive. And then he's like, all right, I'm done. He starts walking down the steps. And he's like, you know what? I'm not. Takes his head. And I thought he was just going to rip it off. And I said, flips it Damn. all the way around. I'm like, oh shit. He's like, what? This, this nigga's still breathing? All right. <laughs> he's like, he's like, you, the force is strong with this one. <laughs> you were tough one, huh? You know, I underestimated you, bro. And she's just looking in horror, like just screaming. I said, this is what y'all wanted. Keep in mind. Y'all thought y'all could take him on. Exactly. And Allison, your dumbass should know better. Yeah. Should know better. You, they set him on fire. <laughs> <laughs> you were there. You were there. It's like, yeah, nah. And to, to still have the audacity to talk, I was like, all right. I mean, hey, the stroke, I'll say this about the stroke woman. They are fighters. At least Lori got that right for sure. She yeah. bred some fighters. And I did appreciate she's like, do it, do it. And then of course you think like, oh yeah, kill me, Michael. But who is it? Karen with the pitchfork. I'm like, oh, okay, Karen, you decide to get it together. Why does no one go for the head? Yes, this is a movie and we, we have to keep going, but go for the head. He's on the ground, take the pitchfork and thrust it through his fucking skull a couple times. And so and instead she forgot to lace up her Tims and was like, I'm gonna do it like how New York niggas do it. I'm gonna curb stomp him. Like if you had Tim's, it would have worked. You didn't. You didn't have Tim's. It did not work. Some, she got on some Melissa's. Oh yeah, and but then you did hear the crunch too, though. You did hear the crunch. So it was like, yo, all right, that was a normal human being. That person is definitely dead. Like they have to be dead because you heard the crunch when she stepped on him. And what she takes off? The, she takes the mask. And what does he do? My man still gets up. I'm like, damn. I'm like, y'all. Are y'all finally starting to get it? And when she's just like, come after me, Michael, and just, and especially the path that she takes, I was, I appreciate that's homage to the OG, because that's the same path that was taken before when fleeing from Michael. She goes down mm -hmm. the, uh, between the houses, and she's standing like, come get me, Michael, comes there. We got the whole town pulling up. Bro. At least 15 Yo, when? yeah, so he's at 30. He's at he's <laughs> over 30. He might be at 40. <laughs> this man racked up a body. But yo, I was so excited. I'm like, I'm like, in my opinion, I was yelling at the TV screen. I was not rooting for the uh for the citizens at all. I was like, Mike, no, Mike, I wanted him to fuck them all up. Me. Yeah, I was like, Mike, you see how they, they think you pussy, bro. They think yeah, you a bitch, like, bro. I bet and he puts the yeah. mask back on, and they they Just, they do get some good blows in. Like he gets shot do. like four times. Yeah. They beat him. Karen stabs him in 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 like the the back of his neck towards um his um his spine. Yeah. And Again, then, all things that should have killed him. A normal yeah. man that is. And the the score over all of this is so fucking sick, bro. Like I and Lori's dialogue over it too. Like it's so perfectly written. It's so perfectly edited. She's yes. like. I always thought that Michael Myers was flesh and blood like you and me, but a mortal man could not survive what he's been through. The more he kills, the more he transcends. Impossible to defeat. Fear, P 
people are afraid. That is the true curse of Michael Myers. You can't defeat it with brute, with brute force. It is the essence of evil, the anger that divides us. It is the terror that grows stronger when we try to hide. You can't close your eyes and pretend he isn't there because he is. Bro, the dialogue, bro. Oh my oh, god! Why he's getting beat down and this and it seems counter it seems counterintuitive. It it does, but it all makes sense. It all ties together. He's doing all that and then Officer Brackett comes up close, like I, I'm gonna deliver the kill shot, and it all goes left. He pulls the knife out of his out of his back, slits the dude's throat. Like Steve, what were some of your favorite kills <laughs> oh, from that god. shit? Because oh, oh god. man, <laughs> oh. Even though we didn't actually get to see it, but the favorite, the 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 final kill was when he when he smashes the bat. I um, mean, you saw the burst of blood. That was yeah, enough. you saw the burst of blood. But <laughs> well, you know me, I like to see it. <laughs> like, uh, but same, I wanted yeah, to I see it too. Was... I'm I'm sure we'll see the aftermath in Halloween ends. Yeah, they'll probably show him later because oh, they'll because they'll Allison and Karen they'll have to walk by the house once they hear the news and they'll see Tommy Doyle's face smash the in he was talking sh mad shit this whole yeah. movie when i see him i'm gonna take off his mask i'm gonna hit him over the bat night night mm. yeah night, night, like, nigga. <laughs> remember yeah. what yeah remember what he said earlier with the uh after the page he's like yo i'm sorry when he was ap uh, apologizing to he's like i'm sorry but i gotta keep fighting and if i uh, i'm gonna die i'm gonna go out swinging yeah, you want to yeah, swing. He, he tried to swing. Yeah, you <laughs> Boy was like the slow-mo scene, like wiping the blood. He's like, and you're done. <laughs> you're done. Talk that big shit, get hit, nigga. Like I was I was getting so fucking hyped, bro. I didn't think Michael would have killed that many people that they brought back into this movie. I thought that we would have seen them together in Halloween ends. And then some shit happens, but nah, that's that's yeah. not the case, bro. So the only ones that are left, Lori and Lindsay, they're the only ones left from that night. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Man. It was it was so it was crazy. And then had to work. You know, Karen is counseling Allison because they think that, oh yeah, everything worked out. The <laughs> the townspeople got that motherfucker. So what does she do? She goes upstairs, she's looking out the window. Surprise, motherfucker. <laughs> and just like the boogeyman, because when she walks in, he's not there. The, the the camera is set perfectly where you can see either side, and he just steps out from right behind her and fucks her up the same way he did his sister back in 1963 in the 1978 movie. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. Bro, when I tell you that was one of my favorite, like, movie deaths ever... Like, that was as good as Joffrey's death for me because I fucking hate Karen. Yeah. And watching her be brutally stabbed to death, man, was that amazing. Steve, what hands. were your thoughts, man? He was slicing her hands because she was putting her hands up to protect herself. Mm -hmm. He's like, nah, fuck that. Get those shits out of here. Like, did, you even, like, did you even see that happening? Did you even think that Karen would die, Steve? Well, I did technically because I was watching the last 10 minutes <laughs> as we were talking about it. So it was like, I was so happy to see Karen die. I was like, oh, this bitch gonna die. <laughs> yeah, so, I was like, so I was actually hyped for it, but I was like, at the same time, like I wouldn't have thought that she would have died because of the fact that you got her daughter and then you still got Lori still alive. So I felt like those three were gonna be the, in the next movie to be uh, the final three that I guess would be the ones that kill him. 
I don't if they can or whatever, but I was definitely I was I was more so shocked at the fact that the writers went that direction to go ahead and take her out now instead. See, I I I was I was glad when it happened because it made me believe it made me realize that you know what the writers are taking even more from Allison. Allison is going to get closer and closer and closer to her grandmother that she wasn't allowed to be around her whole life. Mm-hmm. She is now she is now on the same playing field. She watched someone that she loved died. She saw her, well, she didn't see her father die, but she knows her father was murdered by Michael. She watched her boyfriend get murdered by Michael. She saw Lonnie be folded in the fucking roof of the the house. Like she is going through the same thing that her grandmother did. So I can't wait to see how she changes even more in Halloween ends. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be, it's going to be phenomenal, especially she hasn't realized yet her mom's dead. Lori doesn't know yet that her, her daughter's, daughter's dead. dead. And you know what I like so much, though, was that Lori's looking out. And then it cuts to Michael looking out the window. And then you see his reflection. And you see, like, for a second, I was like, yo, is that tears running down his face? And I was like, nah, that's just the blood stays. Yeah, that's just blood. This is <laughs> All right, so... the mask anyway. So. Yeah, I mean, the mask was <laughs> fucked up. It was melted, but it was like how I caught just to end the movie like that. Lori looking out from she because she's still at the hospital, looking out from the hospital. Michael looking out from the window. Halloween kills. Mm-hmm. Bro, I said it, it is the we are going to get the showdown, the ultimate, the final showdown. It's going to be, like you mentioned, Lori and Allison, especially now that Allison is more like her grandmother, which Karen tried so hard, so hard to keep her away from. Like, yo. Yep. And it's funny because Karen's actions actually contributed to Allison being like her her own mother. Like, Karen tried to protect her from what she didn't want her to be, but you actually pushed her closer to it. Mm-hmm. You didn't understand because you were worried like, hey, the trauma that I faced because of my mother, not understanding that, yes, my mother actually had a reason to be traumatic, but just dismissing it, which is often in horror movies, too. You know, it's like, yeah, no, that's just, you know, oh, bad. I'm sorry. She's fine. She just fucked up in the head. Allison finally is, to, is almost to that point. So when we get Halloween ends, which they're saying is coming out next year. I'm not yeah, sure if that's be. true. Yeah. So apparently we're we, we going to get it soon. Can't wait to see those two fine face off and whatever survivors are left in the town fine so face off against to give you So to give you a number on the kill count, 34. They're, you see? 34 kills, people bro. people that don't have 34 in the whole... God the whole damn. Time. Like, right? <laughs> some, some people really don't have 34. I'll tell you this. Ooh, does Chucky have 34? Uh, but Chucky has... The fact that all his Chucky has a canon. lot of fucking bodies. Yeah, yeah. Chucky yeah, has. He... So my girlfriend and I were actually looking at um, slasher kill counts. Chucky's mm-hmm. over one hundred for sure. Yeah, uh, one hundred. Uh, Jason's one fifty eight. Michael Myers before this movie was one eleven. Mm-hmm. Oh, and so they're still counting the. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Before, yeah. They're they're counting all the movies. They're not separating Bro, the continuities. What? Wait, who? How many did Chucky have again? I don't know uh, the exact number, but I know it's over a hundred. So hold on, this is the old poster because it only says thirty-seven. But Jason also does have like uh thirteen plus films too. 
So him having yeah. 158 is crazy. Okay, yeah. so the updated list from what I'm looking at right now is Jason is 181. Michael Myers is now at 169. God damn. Okay. Uh, Saw, uh, Jigsaw. Jigsaw. Jigsaw is at 103. Chucky's at 89. Oh yeah, Chuck's okay, about okay. to rack up some more. Of this, this, yeah, I, I thought I thought it was over a hundred. Okay. Yeah, Chuck, he's gonna get that over this TV show. Yeah, he'll get a killer episode. Kill uh, yeah, episode. I mean, he already got how many does he have in that first episode of Chucky? I think he has two, one or two already. Does he? Doesn't he? Didn't he just kill uh, that one person? Okay, so he has one, and then episode two drops at the time of this recording. He's yeah, he's going to yeah. be over a hundred by the end of this season. Yeah, easily. Yeah. Especially since we are, we were already told that Don Mancini plans to make more films, and Chucky's gonna be his. He's gonna be up there with Jason. Yeah, yeah. Michael was whoo boy, but yeah, thirty four in one film. Yeah, one movie, bro. Yeah. So he jumped up a lot. Yeah, <laughs> so I think I think somebody. I think the people that made Halloween saw that kill count post. Yeah, they were lying. Yeah. They were lying. <laughs> they were lying. Man. When was the last time we saw Jason? When was the last time we saw Freddy? Oh no, nah, yo. <laughs> Freddie is low, actually. It says <laughs> Freddie is only at 53 total. I'm actually surprised by that number, actually. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, I wonder if they're if they're counting his kills as a serial killer as well. Oh, no, I don't think yeah. so. No, I think they're probably probably not. After. Yeah. Probably in costume. Yeah, everything after. But yeah, but man, damn, how... I didn't expect it to be that low because he has almost as many movies as as Jason. Yeah. Honestly. I guess. And the... then they have the duo movie, but I will say this: Freddie was using Jason to rack up the kills first. Yeah. So I, he, Freddie was like, I'm and Jason got a lot of kills in that crop. Jason thing. got a at lot that, at that bonfire. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's where of, all his kills. A lot of people. Yeah. But yeah, man. Uh, Halloween I, kills. I was, go ahead. I was, I was about to say, I'll say that Freddie, most of the time in his movies, though, there's like four characters, and he kills them. So it's a small number. Yeah, yeah. it yeah. is. It's, it is. is. And yeah. then sometimes you don't know, like. Because they also capped his kill count in the movies when they decided to just drug the the kids and like put them comatose too. So it's just like, all right, well, he lost some opportunity. But all right, I I still expect it to be a bit higher, but I can see why it's low at low too. Mm. Uh, my bad. No, you good, bro. You good. No, so I mean, Halloween Kills was a lot of fun. Every time I watch it, like I've seen it three times now. Like I said in the beginning, the more I see it, the more I love it. Which is which is crazy because I've seen people say that the more they think about it, the more they hate it. So it's very interesting to see how divisive people are in this film. You either love it or you hate it. But uh, Steve, I want to start with you. Let me get your final thoughts on Halloween Kills. I thought it was good. I thought it was everything that I re- that you should expect. Like, what are you expecting from a Halloween movie? Are you expecting like this great, well, beautifully written story? Like, what what are you expecting from a Halloween movie going in? And even then, like, I enjoyed it just because of the fact that even initially, like I said, the opening credits, it just gives you that 78 vibe. That was the whole premise of the thing. And I I, I appreciated that it wasn't up to date, like kills, like graphics wise and things like that. It felt like a 1978 film because of the fact that this is still the same night, you know what I'm saying, in 1978. So I, I, I appreciated that, whereas 
other people hated it for some reason, but I really appreciated it. I really loved it. Um, I, I thought that it was really good. I thought it was definitely something that was out of the box too, because they could have easily made this a updated movie with fucking street cameras and you can see Michael Myers everywhere. They could have easily went that route. I appreciate the route that they're going with this and I like it. So, yeah. Absolutely. And, hey, what about you? Uh, for me, similar similar reasons for Steve, honestly, I, I enjoy the fact that we got Halloween 1978, right? Okay. This movie still tied into that to remind you because I noticed there's been this is technically Halloween 2018 was technically the third retcon of the franchise, technically, because Rob Zombie also switched it up too. So I appreciate that we got that tie in. But then just to remind you that Halloween 2018, also known as Halloween Returns by some people, is Halloween Returns, Halloween Kills, Halloween Ends. This is all in one night. This is all in one Halloween night. And I appreciate that. that Because you know how often you watch movies and time kind of goes faster just because, you know, you only got like two hours at best, you know? I appreciate that. It's like, no, we're going to take our time with this. I appreciate that this movie is giving what it needs to give. It is a slasher film. And I also appreciate that it is telling its own story without without deviating so far to just be nonsensical, you know? Because I did, even though we, I shouldn't mention this movie, but Halloween 3, Season of the Witch, I don't know why they made that film. Who thought it was smart to make that <laughs> film? I appreciate it for what it is, but it's not the continuity that I care for. Yeah. Yeah, like it, it's no continuity. It just Michael Myers only appears in a commercial, like on a TV screen, <laughs> a TV ad. It yeah, really yeah. has nothing to do with the man. But this one is this the sequel that, you know, and of course John Carpenter worked on it. So we have the originator's blessing. Like this is his vision, and and I don't understand why people are so upset with it. it this is a slasher film. A slasher film is only supposed to give you one thing: just bloodshed and carnage. And how right. do you do that? By using the typical scenes of the, the slow music, the building of anticipation. I think when I've watched the Fear Street films that came out on Netflix, they paid a lot of homage to slasher films, especially uh, uh, 1966. No, 1666, I apologize. Paid it. That one was straight Camp Crystal Lake, Jason Voorhees to the core, right? Uh, no, I apologize. 19, 1984 was Camp Crystal Lake to the core. But it always felt like, as, as a fan of horror, I felt like I couldn't relate to it anymore. I felt like this, I was, I had, I had hit J, up JB and I'm like, yo, have I outgrown the slasher genre? I haven't tweeted, but have I outgrown the slasher genre? Like, it doesn't give what it used to give. Halloween gave what it needed to give. I did not, it, feel, it felt modern enough where I can still relate to it, still put myself in a situation without feeling corny and cheesy in the sense of like, oh, they trying too much. They trying to be relevant. Again, I am looking at you, Chucky 2019, for the failure that you are. And I appreciate that Green is, is I'm so excited for Halloween ends. I'm so excited to see how this wraps up. And I, I'll say this, I mentioned this earlier in this recording, in this episode, I'm really glad that we are not tying Michael and Laurie the way that the old films did in the sense like, oh, that's the sister, because it's, it, it defeats the purpose, like you mentioned, JB, several times you said it, 
this is not a being confined by mortal means by the thought of a mortal man this is just evil and i'm so glad that this slasher has given what it needs to give we have the chucky series that is out chucky is giving us what he needs to give as a slasher and i'm just like yo for us horror fans for us slasher fans october is really giving it is really given this year too. I mean, yeah. we we have been so lucky as horror and slasher fans for for 2021. In terms yeah. of slashers, we got the Chucky series, we got Halloween Kills, we got Malignant, we got Candyman. Like, you know, yeah. I mean, Candyman has a little bit of slasher elements, but it's a little bit more than that. But it's like we've gotten some really good slashers this year, and we haven't gotten a lot of really good slashers over the years. So it's like this is a really really great time to be a horror fan for sure. Any other final thoughts, Abe? Look, man. Watch, just, just, you know what? Just watch Halloween. Go back, enjoy the slasher films. Oh, and then we forgot Scream is announced for next year. We got a yeah, that's right, yeah. Trailer <laughs> that trailer had me so hyped. Ghostface is back, baby. I was oh, like, yeah. this actually looks really good, bro. Yes, like, let's get it. Yes, yes. I'm wondering how it's gonna be because. Oh. The Hayden Panettiere one, I didn't really love too much. Yeah, and and we we don't know exactly because they say that is not a complete retcon. Like they all all four films are continuity, but they are going to take a. It's like a soft reboot without being a reboot. And you know what? I'm gonna say this right now. The only L that the slasher genre has taken is I know what you did last summer the TV series. We don't need that. I couldn't make it past 16 minutes. It felt so cringy. I don't know I, that one. That one made me feel outdated. I was like, oh yeah, nah, this ain't for me no more. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I got to tap out. So I really turned it off. But overall, I'm just happy for all the slasher fans, for all the horror fans. This is a great month for us. Thank you for rocking with us. Thank you for listening to this review. We appreciate y'all for real, for real. Yeah, man. For, for me, I love this movie. Like I said, the more I watch it, the more I love it. I love that this was a great slasher film and it also filled in a lot of lore in the Halloween universe connected 1978 with the 2018 movie with this one while also setting us up for Halloween ends. I thought this film was brilliantly written. The score was amazing. Um, the, the sound effects like we were talking about throughout the film, everything about this movie was firing on all cylinders and I loved it. But I do give the slight edge to Halloween 2018 because it had to reignite and restart this franchise and it did it perfectly, like in, in every way possible. Like I love everyone playing the shape in 2018, we were introduced to James Jude Courtney, who is who is the shape in these movies, and he's incredible, man. He's so good. Like, he perfectly embodies Nick Castle from the first film. I love that. And then um, Aaron Armstrong, he was the shape in the flashback sequences at the beginning of the film. I thought he also did a pretty good job in those limited scenes. They all made me feel... Like they were the shape. And you can tell again that the filmmakers really, really care about this universe, which is why John Carpenter was involved. He saw what David Gordon Green and uh, Danny McBride was doing. And he's like, these people actually give a shit about the property that I created all of those years ago. And he's now a part of this process, making this incredible trilogy. As of right now, I can say this confidently that the Halloween trilogy as we have it right now, is the best horror, um, the best slasher trilogy in history. Yeah. 
I think I agree with what that. What can you think of that's stronger than Halloween 1978, Halloween 2018, and Halloween Kills? I'm not saying it's by far, but for me personally... I I enjoy Scream a lot. I do enjoy Scream. All three I films love, I love Scream, but for me, I give... With Halloween Kills, bro, they get the edge. Scream is definitely up there. I'm not, again, not saying it's by much. Yeah. It's just because the, the the unique take, especially Scream, was the first of its kind in terms of making light of all the common horror tropes and pointing to it, and without being cheesy. Because Cabin in the Woods, I do enjoy that movie, but it was kind of cheesy. But remember, Scream, Halloween started the slasher. Ha- Halloween did so start. It's it. like it, it, it did start. It. I, you know what? There I, is I, I no Scream with without you. Halloween, in my yeah, opinion. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean. Yeah. But I have a I have a, this deep rich connection with the Halloween franchise and the shape itself. That for me it's just the edge. But yeah, I couldn't argue. Scream one, two, three. They're amazing films, bro. Yeah. Four yeah. is not my favorite. Four is kind of where it falls off for me. It's not terrible, but it's not the Scream movie I'll ever revisit. You know. Yeah. That trilogy. Four, four heard it. Four definitely heard it. But the first three were good in the sense of still continuing, still giving us a story, still making sense, and still may- managing. To have some comedic value just by pointing out the obvious, like, you know, there are rules to this horror shit. And and you're right. Scream can't do that without Halloween, without Jason, without all the slashers before it. Absolutely. But they did do a great job of updating. So, damn, we're going to have to do a Halloween. Uh, uh, oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we can do a what? slasher tier list. Yeah. Yeah. We'll do a slasher tier list and definitely tune into Inside the Mind of a Blurred for sure. They are also doing a tier list. Did You'll too. find me on that um on part two this week we're recording. Is that live, Steve? Uh, I think it is gonna be live. Okay. I think it's gonna so be you live can catch me there, but oh yeah, Halloween. Yeah, I I would I would throw Scream out there. Any other horror trilogy? Child's play almost had it. If I've I didn't Three's like number three. Dog shit, bro. It's dog shit. But overall, as a franchise, Child's play is actually a really good franchise. It's up there. Be. As, really as far as a franchise, Chucky definitely over Jason, definitely yeah. over um Freddy. I put it over you. Nightmare on yeah, I definitely put it over Nightmare on Elm Street, the franchise. But damn, trilogies. Yeah, dude, straight <sighs> up slashers? trilogy. One, two, three. You're talking about just slashers? Yeah. 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 Sl- a slasher I'll... trilogy. One, two, three. Yeah. Straight I'm about to say, up the fire. Halloween is so great. I loved Halloween 2018 just because you got to see it from that that perspective. Yeah, I think it, it would have to be Halloween, then Scream. I think those are the... Scream is the only one you can venture. The others you can't because number three just falls off. Yeah, yeah. dude. I, I thought about this before we did We did a review. I'm like, is Halloween now the best, like, straight-up slasher trilogy that we've ever gotten? Now, of course, like you, like you said, Abe, Scream is definitely in contention for number one. But again, because of my personal <sighs> feelings on Halloween, I have to give it the edge. But I would not argue yeah. with anyone if they said Scream was number one for sure. 2018 is the the best one. Is is in it's, my it's, opinion, it is. Yeah, yeah. Of, of the I, I love. So I just love the fact that we got to just follow Michael Myers around for a while. Yeah. You, got to, you got to like literally see where people was all like, "How do you? How come they can't keep up with them?" And then you literally just watched him walk around the house. It has one of my here. favorite one take sequences in any film. You just like you yeah. like you saying, Steve. He bumps into the kids, 
goes to this garage, picks up a hammer, kills the people in that house, goes out the front door, walks down the street, goes into the next house, <laughs> kills that next lady. Like, it's fucking nuts, bro. Yeah, yeah I love that. I love that. I think that's what separates it from all the other Halloween movies. And that's what separates it from the trilogies that you guys are talking about, too. I think that that one scene was really what separated everything for me. But yeah, man, this this was an incredible review. I really, really appreciate you guys joining me for this review. Steve, tell the people where they can find you online. Oh, yeah, you can follow me at ScubaSteve1428 on Twitter and on Instagram. You can follow me. Find me uh, on Inside the Mind of a Blurred. Follow me. Find me on Careful Spoilers, of course. You can find me on My Naka Mixer. Find me on Scholar Scuba Steve. You can find me every now and then on this uh, Mobcast Mafia. And um, yeah. Oh, Dads of Sports as well. I've been doing a lot. (laughs) So, (laughs) but yeah, man, uh, just follow the my page and it can take you to everything pretty much. Basically, basically. (laughs) Um, Ladies and gentlemen, it is Aniku Lapa, the Jin of Apocalypse, Laburu, son of Darkseid himself, Prince E. Lawal. You can find me everywhere you look, basically. I am on Twitter um, at Prince underscore A Lawal, A L A W A L. You can find me on the Osin A podcast, found on wherever you listen to your streaming platforms. For those who like talking about sports, topics pertaining to sports, the culture definitely had there. Um, we're excited. We have football season in full swing for all those who love football. Of course, we have baseball content too every now and then. And basketball season is back. So we're going to be talking basketball. You know, me and Osa are going to be getting into it. Me being a Celtics fan and him being a Lakers fan. And unfortunately, I found out JB is a Lakers fan. So I'm already upset with these folks in the season. I hope they lose to the Warriors opening night. Go Golden State. Ha! Um, you can also find me on Inside the Mind of a Blurred. Uh, definitely check out Mayanaka Mixer. Um, definitely check out, of course, Anime Lately. Check out Careful for Spoilers, obviously, and C4S Villains. And please, as always, go follow Spicy Lady Gaming on Twitch. My hands is in everything. You know, I love just being a part of everyone's vision. They're all doing such great things, and I appreciate them for letting me uh, join the ride. They're doing so many fun, great things. Definitely check them out. Links in the description, links in the bio, and um, we'll see you soon for sure. We'll see you again soon. Yeah, this was a lot of fun. I can't wait to review more horror movies with you guys. I still want to find some time to review Malignant. That, yeah, that's one of my favorite slashers that I've seen in, in a long time. Um, I would love to review The Night House. That was actually okay, pretty, pretty unique. Yeah, I think you'll love it, Abe. And I, Midnight I Mass, too? Midnight Mass is incredible, man. I, I want to review that as well. So we got some time left in Halloween. So make sure you guys are following us on Twitter at uh, see the number four spoilers. We are doing 31 days of Halloween. Abe had a great pick um, at the time of this recording. He picked uh, The Exorcism of Emily Rose, a great uh, possession horror film that's completely yeah. different from anything yeah. else that you've seen in the genre. Definitely check that it out. It came out in 2005, yo. I was yeah, like, dude. wow, this film, oh, I was in seventh grade. <laughs> yeah, man, they did an incredible job with that film. So, yeah, we're doing a lot of horror stuff. I didn't stuff. mean to make you guys, you old men, feel old. My fault, my fault. <laughs>
<laughs> Make sure you guys stay tuned. Uh, we're also going to be giving away a digital code of The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It. And I'll also be giving away uh, the very last issue of The Conjuring, The Lover comic. So make sure you guys stay tuned to our social media. Stay tuned to our reviews when we announce all of this crazy stuff. So yeah, again, thank you guys so much for watching. We'll see you guys on the next one. Yeah.